0: Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today.
1: At work, Mike blew it along with Dane Martinez. Man, that was gross if you're a Giants fan. (laughs) That was some putrid football. It put me to sleep. I'll tell you that much, Dane. If you're drafted. So, let's do a a little little mini-segment, Dane. Let's call it good news, bad news. Good news is, Saquon Barkley is the real deal. Yeah, he is. Six games in a row with 100 scrimmage yards. He's approaching the record that Kareem Hunt sent last year with seven to start your career. Bad news is, a lot of holes, A lot of holes last night. Olivier Vernon returned last night. He did help to. I wouldn't yeah, say invigorate. I wouldn't say invigorate the pass rush only because it wasn't good enough to slow anybody down. But uh, it did help them and it proved that Jason Peters really isn't the same guy that he has been. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the offense is just so uneven. Um, Drew Dinkmeyer had a tweet that I saw last night, which I thought summed it up perfectly. They have a Tecmo Bowl offense. It's throw a short, hmm. th- give it, give the ball to Saquon Barkley, hope he tears it off for a big run. Throw a short pass. These, these four options. That's the first option. The second option is right. throw a short pass to Saquon, hope he tears it off for a big gain. Third one is throw a short slant to Odell, hopes he takes it, takes it to the house. Uh, and the fourth is a uh, Hail Mary to random wide receivers. So uh, Eli was getting booed last night. The first half was disgusting as offensively for them. Uh, Saquon is the only was the only bright spot, really. Um, and Odell even doesn't really do anything for it. fantasy owners. Six for 44 on the 10 targets. Cody Latimer actually outgained him three for 52, a 39 yard uh, pass. But. It's not good right now. It's really going south, but I, I guess the more I don't want to start I shouldn't have started with the negative necessarily, but what are your thoughts about the Eagles? Do you think they're back on track now? I think Wentz looked good obviously last night, 26 of 36. He throws the three touchdowns. I had started him over Andrew Luck in the league, so I think I feel pretty yeah. good about that decision. Uh but I, I thought it was smart of Joe Buck or Aikman, maybe, that mentioned, you know, he's just coming back. It's just a it's less than a year still. Since he tore up his knee. So he's just getting back. He had that nice rollout getting away from Vernon last night. He threw on the scramble pass to Alshon Jeffrey. So your thoughts first on Wentz and him getting back to maybe his MVP form of last year.
2: Yeah, Wentz goes for 26, 26 for 36, 278 yards to three touchdowns, as you mentioned. My thoughts are I agree with you, uh, Blewett, this idea that Wentz is still getting back into the groove, and what it also solidifies for me is that the Philadelphia Eagles are still the class of this division. Everybody was talking about, oh, there's no team above 500, blah, blah, blah. When all is said and done, the Philadelphia Eagles will be above 500, and they will be standing as the NFC East champions. I think that is clear to me right now. Washington is a nondescript Uninspiring team. Dallas is completely one-dimensional on offense, in my opinion, and the New York Football Giants are a dumpster fire. So I agree with you that Wentz is getting back into a groove. The other thing I'll say on Philly, and I didn't—I've never been so high on this player because I've always worried about the injury concerns and stuff like that, Mike. But I gotta tell you, Alshon Jeffrey makes a ton of difference in this offense as well. Alshon goes eight catches, seventy-four yards, two touchdowns. But you know, he is this kind of outside number one receiver at the beginning of the year we've been talking about oh it's Ertz and it's Aguilar and that's about it oh Ertz is the only guy with double-digit targets I mean he had caught another seven balls got in the end zone himself so Zach Ertz is gonna be Zach Ertz but I am really um, kind of growing in my understanding Mike of how big of a piece of this offense Alshon Jeffrey actually is
1: I think it helps to round out the options that they have especially when they are still trying to figure it out at running back, I mean Smallwood actually got eighteen touches last night uh our our friends yeah. uh in the pit of misery below us are bummed because they put three hundred bucks in I think on Wendell Smallwood. They didn't really produce all that much uh He saw i guess nineteen touches it was for fifty one yards um mm-hmm. and then Corey Clement has fourteen touches for uh, let me see sixty nine yards so
2: he gets in the end zone, too. And he, exactly.
1: So that made the big difference. Uh, clearly, you're for Smallwood owner. You're hoping that he falls into the end zone. Now, going forward, we'll check the snap counts and stuff when we have the opportunity to mm-hmm. take a look at it. But I don't know that they're out yet from last night. But I would prefer to have Clement going forward. But I think it's uh, a positive for now, if you picked up Smallwood, that he's at least seeing the requisite number of touches to produce value in the long term.
2: Yeah, um I also had a slight lean towards Clement when people were asking me on social media and stuff like that. Um yesterday the touchdown helps make the, the you know the gap between Clement and Smallwood. Clement was also more viable in the pass game. He caught three balls for 26 yards, uh, you know, through the air. And I think that's what we're going to see. I think we're going to see a fairly even timeshare moving forward. And because of the way running back is in the NFL these days, it, you know, I mean, there are very few complete workhorses. If you have any sh- part of the timeshare, especially for a uh, uh, a high-level offense like Philadelphia, I think you're comfortable with that. You know, yeah, Smallwood only gets 51 yards, um, you, you know, last night. But next week, he could be the heavier end of the timeshare, or he could be the guy who gets into the end zone. So I think both Smallwood and Clement, you know, are, are rostable and potentially flex plays moving forward.
1: So you mentioned Alshon Jeffrey, a bigger part of the offense. Clearly Wentz has a yep. connection with him, 8 of 74, two touchdowns on the 12 targets. Nelson Aguilar, a guy that we own, ends up actually having a productive night. Three for 91, but it was based almost exclusively on the 58-yard <laughs> catch and run that he made. It was a really nice play. He kept weaving in and out of traffic. Only the five targets, though. So I just yeah. wonder. I don't, I don't want to base too much off of one game when everybody's finally back. But I just wonder if uh, we see... Look, last year they shared the ball around a lot. I think we went over this a lot during the preseason. Jeffrey might have had nine touchdowns, and then Aguilar and Ertz both had eight. So when it comes to the red zone, they're looked at relatively equally. But I just wonder if the targets moving forward will shift away from Aguilar a little bit. I I, I tend to think that this will be fairly concentrated passing offense between the four, Aguilar, Jeffrey, Ertz, and then Clement. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's really my thoughts going forward.
2: I agree with you. I agree with you. I think, you know, I talk about the fantasy herd all the time, and they kind of spread it around. You know, Ertz is going to get his looks. Jeffrey on the outside. They all play a role. You know, they all play their role, and I think they play it well. Yes, I think Aguilar will have to sacrifice some because, you know, Alshon Jeffrey will get his targets. But I still think Aguilar is rosterable and startable because he, you know, he makes those kind of big plays. But one of them blew it. I don't know if he was still awake on this one. But, like, Carson Wentz got his his arm hit as he threw yes. throws up a duck there are two giants like defenders there waiting for it to come down oh, almost nice like play. it's a punt and then Aguilar like cuts in across you know and makes the play and then turns that into a big game that's just the kind of way you know that's just the kind of luck the giants are having these days and that's the kind of luck the eagles are making them for themselves as the defending champions
1: yeah so uh, on the flip side of things Eli 24 43 281 No touchdowns, throws a pick. He's sacked four times. He was definitely under pressure at times throughout the night. Saquon Barkley, a total of 21 more touches. He has 229 scrimmage yards and the score, a 55-yard catch, a 50-yard run. He's the real deal. I think people are going to be critical of the Giants for not taking a quarterback there. But I would only say that... You don't know who they're going to get in this upcoming draft. Now, their schedule gets a lot easier yeah. in the second half. And I actually don't think Now one in five is terrible and dumpster fire is apt because they know even people that didn't think the Giants were going to be great thought they'd be one in five. But we all acknowledge right. that the schedule was tough at the beginning of the year. And it will get easier. It, and I do think the Giants right. can rip off a few wins here in the second half of their season. And I don't think they're going to be two and 14 I just don't think that uh
2: yeah but they also blew it they also seem like a team that you know because now they're one and five and there's all the drama and there's all the the talking you see Sterling Shepard throwing the garbage can right yes the the schedule may get easier right and it does you're absolutely right but the state of this team is one that's you know already in disarray and maybe mailing it in and maybe, you know, completely off the rails so that it doesn't matter who they face. That's my concern about the Giants completely going off the rails and then winding up con- and, you know, once again, picking in the top five in next year's draft. Maybe the quarterback of the future of them is, you know, Jake Browning or Will Greer or something like that. I do want to ask you, though, something, yeah. Blewett. Um, I don't know if you saw the back page wait, of so the Daily before, News. I had a, wait, before before oh, go you go say ahead, that, that,
1: that was my ultimate point that yep. at quarterback you don't know who they're going to get. Yes, they mm-hmm. it's a, a sort of a ridiculous um it's not ridiculous. I I I think people are overreacting a little bit in saying that they should have had Darnold or they should have drafted player X. It's really early in these guys' careers. I just think it's a little judgmental to say that the Giants screwed up. Now, what what would I have done? I absolutely would have drafted Sam Darnold. I would have drafted Sam Darnold number one overall, number two overall, Mm -hmm. number three overall where the Jets got him. That was just the guy that I would have wanted personally. Uh, Baker, early returns good on Baker. Great early returns on Saquon Barkley, though. And if they get a quarterback next year, he might be better than all five of the guys drafted in the first round this year. That's the only overreaction I think it's a problem. Clearly, this organization wanted to win now. They thought Eli had something left. And as much as I've defended Eli, it's it's becoming obvious it's that his play has <laughs> regressed. And the offensive line being terrible in front of him uh, adds to that.
2: Absolutely. And so herein lies my uh, I don't know if it's a hot take, but I'm going to throw it out there, Blew it. I don't know if you know where I'm going with this. I don't know if you saw the back page of the Daily News. Eli Manning is done, in my opinion. Saquon Barkley is so dynamic, right? And New York City blew it. Maybe one of the only 32 or 30 cities in the NFL where this could maybe actually be okay uh, PR-wise. I think the Giants should consider Colin Kaepernick, Mike. I think they should consider Colin Kaepernick. I think, think about the RPOs, think about the zone reads with him and Saquon Barkley and then, like, the Chip Kelly that they could do with then Odell on the outside. You know, the offensive line is a problem. Okay, that wouldn't really matter as much. I'm not saying he's the long-term answer, but, you know, their offense could do a little something different than what it's doing right now, be better than the quote-unquote Tech Mobile offense that you have, that you say. New York City may embrace this kind of signing more than most other places in the country, and I'm not saying he's a long-term answer. I'm saying maybe you bring him on and you still go ahead and draft yourself Will Greer or something like that in the next year. Um, You know, I just think that uh, they are not dynamic right now. The offensive line is a problem. Imagine him and Saquon together. I know this sounds like fan talk, you know, but um, I'm going to go out and say it. I think they should consider Colin Kaepernick.
1: Uh, I don't think they should do that. And it's just for a couple of reasons, as some are off-field concerns and some are on-field concerns. I just think it's been a really long time. Uh, I don't know what kind of football shape Colin Kaepernick is in. Right. I don't completely discount it. I think from a football standpoint, he's better than some backups out there. They drafted Lalletta. I, I think it's it's possible that they could give him a look. Uh, but this is my problem, really, with their strategy going into the season. They didn't have a veteran, any kind right. of... It doesn't even have to be accomplished. Just experienced veteran guy that's taken a bunch of snaps to come in here and potentially relieve Eli. Uh, it could have been a Mike Glennon type. It could have been. Any, any guy, there's a bunch of guys out there in the league like that that they could have gone after. and right. They went with Kyle Lawler, a a mid-round draft pick with no experience. And for him to come in and spark the team, I think, is way too much to ask him. From a Kaepernick standpoint, it's just been a really long time since he's played football. So, I mean, personally, I just don't know what kind of football shape he's in. I would be hesitant on that front. Uh, forget the fact that I disagree with him being blacklisted uh, across the league. I, I just sure. Now it's at a point where he hasn't played in a long time. Uh, I don't know... I, I, and, and this is ignorance on my part. I don't know if it's a top priority for him anymore to right. get back in the league considering lawsuits and everything no, that's else fair. that have gone on and off-field um, initiatives that he has. Uh, I, from a off-field perspective, we, sit, we live in the city or near the city that has the largest police force in the United States. <laughs> he has been seen at times as being um, anti-law enforcement, and I think that would be a difficult thing for John Mara and the Giants to have to manage. I'm not saying he is. I'm saying he's been perceived in that way, I hear the you. Sox and the whole thing. I, yeah. I just think that would be difficult I think the Maras and the Giants
2: that. are one organization, though, like along with the Roonies and stuff like that, that if they went ahead and decide to embrace it, that it would go over with the rest of the NFL. But I don't think you they would know know I mean? Like they are then. Fair Maybe. And that's and that's fair. I'm just, you know, and maybe it's reactionary. Like I said, check it out in the back page of the Daily News today as well. But I mean, to your point, right? um, They like Eli's done. You know, and, and it's going to, and I think it's going to get real ugly in New York for the rest of this season. Maybe the answer is a Will Greer. Maybe the answer is a Jake Browning. Maybe they suck for two years and wind up with a Tua from Alabama or something like that. But let me ask you this we've talked about this. You know, you have your quarterback. It just isn't an ideal we've...
1: offense for him, and the offensive line is hurting. Yeah. It's hurting his efforts. He was good last week in Carolina. It's not all Eli's fault. I just think at some point you need to make a change, and if it doesn't happen this year, so be they it. They
2: cut Eric Flowers. It, I thought that was their change.
1: Yeah, right. Maybe sign <laughs> other guys yeah. to take over for him in, in the, before you put him out there. But
2: So, um, so who's, the quarterback, who's the starting quarterback for the Giants in Week 1, 2019? Is it I your boy Terad? He's
1: not on the team right now.
2: Right. He's not on the roster, right? Yeah,
1: he's a few of the guys that we've talked about. It could be, it could be Flacco. Flacco. Could be As a bridge to whoever they draft? Could be Terod Taylor, who could run a West Coast offense. Um, and I think they absolutely have to draft somebody. Um, unless they feel good about Laletta. But we ter- we heard positive stuff about Davis Webb, and he's not on the team anymore. So right. uh, I don't know what to think about Kyle Luleta. He People liked him in the draft. It's a developmental guy. But they have paid too much for defense. They have a high-priced wide receiver and running back. Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that he's a rookie. Right. This is supposed to be a win-now team. They spent money on Soldier
2: and, and left tackle. Say that again. Yeah. I said they spent money on Soldier yeah. on the left and left tackle also. Right. right. So they were going for it now. They thought the window was still open with Eli. So they didn't want to di- hit the reset button. That That's was right. the decision they made.
1: So there's this dichotomy of them being a win-now team because of all the money they've spent, but it isn't any good, or it's not working right now. So you can point to Pat Shermer if you want. He's just got in the building a few months ago. You can point to Eli if you want. You can point at the offensive line, but I've just ripped off three things off the top of my head that are problematic. So there are multiple problems with this team right now, and they gave up 34 points too. A uh, part of it because they're coughing the ball up uh, in a, in a tough spot, but uh, nonetheless, as far as fantasy is concerned, uh, you got you know you got a couple of good Saquon nights on people. Baby. Saquon Barkley. Uh, <laughs> Tough night for Odell, Odell walking off the field. I don't know what that's about.
2: I mean, he's got, you know, like you said. That's what I'm saying, and that's why I don't care if the schedule gets easier, Mike. Right, that's the reason I don't care if the schedule gets easier. This team is in disarray. They had their chance to bow up on national TV at home. It didn't happen, and I think they're just going to be a dumpster fire for the rest of the season.
1: Could be. Then they get their pick, Drew Locke, Will Greer, whoever you want. So, Dane and Mike coming back on FST after the break. We'll do the games uh, for this upcoming Sunday on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network
0: there's only one place to listen to the best fantasy advice and that's the fantasy sports radio network by downloading the fntsy radio network app you'll be blessed with having the top fantasy experts right in your pocket you'll get award-winning and entertaining programs like the roto experts let's cock-a-doodle do it fantasy best friends forever yo carton and friends yeah buddy and so much more you feel what i'm saying download the fntsy sports radio network app now and take the most trusted fantasy experts with you wherever you go
1: Rocking out on a football Friday. Excited to have you here. If you're hitting us up on Twitter, do so at FNTSY Radio. I'm at Mike Blewett. Dane is at Spittin' Speeds, S-P-E-E-D-Z. So, my man Dane, we got some games yes. to look at. That was sure depressing. I, I felt I feel depressed after that first segment, how
2: bad the Giants are. Living in that I city when the get, team is get, that let's, bad, let's, it's Let's get back farm. into it. Yeah. I hear you. Yo, let me ask you this. Yeah. Uh If you maybe I asked you this earlier, if you take the Yankees out of it, okay, yes, sir, what New York team do you think makes the playoffs next? (laughs) Uh, I'm serious.
1: (laughs) We can kill if we include the Liberty, yeah, maybe then
2: because then I can accuse I can include NYCFC over in the MLS who's going to make the playoffs, four major sports. You know what I'm talking about. They made the Rangers. The Rangers suck. Also, they got their first win of the year uh, last night. You know the what the Knicks are. We know the Mets. We know the Jets and Giants. What do you think, honestly? If you take the Yankees out of it, because I think they'll contend for the next few years with that young core. Who makes the playoffs next in New York?
1: NFL is such a year to year league. It, like things mm-hmm. can turn around pretty quick, and you can get on a run. Uh, okay, I'll say the Jets.
2: Really? The Giants, I
1: think Giants because what's what's a unique thing for the giants is that we just went through it uh, how much talent they have and I, if you just if you just make a the, the right change or two it can happen for them but the fact that it's going south now and like Vernon is older and right. jenkins is getting older and uh, you know right. i just i don't know if they're going to turn it around soon like they might have to Right, I mean up. like
2: you know in a year in a year, the Knicks could have Jimmy Butler and Kyrie Irving also. So who knows, right?
1: Dude, don't take me down that path. I just don't want to do it. I don't want to get myself into thinking that that might happen because it's not going to happen. I'm not going to convince myself.
2: Zion Williamson, baby. Yeah. That's where it's coming. Yeah, well, that might but, be the I mean, case. I don't
1: know. Top three pick again. So. Right.
2: That's what I'm saying. But its I think it's an interesting question. We were talking about that at the bar last night. And, like, we we didn't. Really have an answer, nor could we dispute anyone else's answer.
1: <laughs> yeah, so because the other teams are like so maybe far the right. Mets
2: with DeGrom and Syndergaard, you yeah. know. <laughs>
1: yeah. So if you're you enjoy playing daily fantasy sports but are sick of dealing with pros using algorithms to select hundreds of lineups and entries, try the props builder tool at mybookie.ag. Forget having to create multiple lineups and ditch the hassle of dealing with late scratches. Avoid experts winning ninety percent of the money. Invest in the players that you want without salary caps, and if you sign up for a new account using the promo code FNTSY, you can receive a 50% deposit bonus. Uh, There's no more dealing with late lineup scratches, no experts to compete against, just you and the prop that you choose. Go to mybookie.ag, enter promo code FNTSY upon sign up, and choose your matchups using a props builder tool. That's mybookie.ag, promo code FNTSY. So, uh, major injury news. Uh, we can get to that mm. in a moment. But uh, let, let's just take a couple of highlight games here, Dane. We're going to do our picks in the final segment. A couple of highlight yeah, games. Yeah, uh What game to you jumps out as being the game of the week? I, I feel like every week the Steelers get ah. focused on a, as being a game of the week, and I'm trying not to do that because I'm a Steelers fan. It happens to be one I of the feature you. games this week, Steelers-Bengals. I think people are really curious to see if the Bengals can – create some distance between them and the Steelers. I don't think they're going to. I think the Steelers are going to win. But um, give me another game besides that one.
2: Sure. So I tagged you. You know, I do fantasy freestyle on Tuesdays and Thursdays, blew it just so you know to clarify for you, Tuesdays and Thursdays, 7 to 8 p.m., right? And I tagged you on my poll question uh, for last night's show. And I told you, you know, that – oh, you missed it? Okay. So the total for Sunday night football is up to 60. Right, oh. so that's going to be my spotlight game of the week, Blue. Yeah. And then my poll question, check this out, was, you know, uh, how do you feel about this total, right? And the options I gave on the poll were: I would take the over even at sixty-five. Option two was I'm oh, pounding I the under right yeah, now. Yeah,
1: yeah, I saw that. I did. And
2: the op- the third option was the total is about right. Uh, where do you think Where do you think people went?
1: Um, I think it's pretty I, close. I, I didn't look back at the pool the poll, but I would say that okay. People are pounding the
2: under. 39% are pounding the under. 32% say they take the over even at 65. Yeah. And 29% say it's right about right. You know. So I, so I say this to mean, though, Blewett, to answer your question, to me, the spotlight game of the week is the Chiefs and the Patriots on Sunday night. I say get everyone in your lineups from that game. But I want to test that theory, Blewett. Do you literally get every Patriot in your lineup? I think you got to get Gronk. We, you know, we love both running backs, right? We know about. So, what about Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman? I think you got to start for them for sure. I, Do you the, even... the Gordon,
1: the Gordon and Hogan questions right. are the tougher ones.
2: Right. Let's go there. Um, right.
1: It's a leap of faith on on Gordon in particular. You know it, but the Chiefs have really struggled in covering people, so I think he is somebody that right. could be. An interesting play for this week. I have Josh Gordon in a couple of leagues. He's always questionable. So I, you know, I, everybody in the Patriots is always questionable. So I, I, I got to figure out exactly uh, who are the right options there. But I think um, Gordon and Hogan have to be looked at more this week than you have in previous weeks. Um, I, I just think that's and Philip yeah. Dorsett has obviously been somewhat productive in certain games, but that's where it gets muddled. The irony is that for years, Dane. We've we've tried to avoid the Patriots running back situation because we don't know exactly what's going on, and now (laughs) at the back end of the wide receiving core, low end
2: RB ones back at high end RB twos. That's right. Now we have two guys that
1: like start them every week, and on the wide receiving core, we're like, I don't know what to do after Edelman.
2: Yeah, I think Edelman is obvious. I think Gronk is obvious. I, I feel a little stronger about Gordon than you do, Blue. I think you gotta I think you gotta put him in there. If you believe that 60 points will be scored in this game, <laughs> you know, if you think that is a viable total, uh, and you think New England's putting up between 28 and 34 points in this game, I think it is a safe bet that Josh Gordon gets behind the defense at least once. Like if you and me, if I was on Thrive Fantasy. You know, and this was a prop bet. I would I would lean positive on Josh Gordon. I would leave over, say the, the I would lean over sixty yards, and I would bet bet the prop, especially if I got like multiple points for it or whatever. I'd bet the prop that Josh Gordon scores on Sunday night.
1: Yeah, so I'll give you uh, a practical example. He's on my Scott Fishbowl team. Scott Fishbowl's at you know, first place out of nine hundred. Yeah, uh, I'm doing all right there to start the season. So. Uh, out of 900 teams, I'm currently in first place, and uh, Josh Gordon is my wide receiver. I currently have him on the bench. Here are the guys Now the Isaiah Crowell news might push this uh, in the other direction. So yeah. My running backs are James Conner, Isaiah Crowell, Carlos Hyde, and Deion Lewis. Have all of them starting. Kamara's on a bye. Uh, and the wide receivers okay. I have starting are Kiki Kuti, Juju, Adam Thielen, Robert Woods. Uh, my Bench wide receivers are Marquise Goodwin, Josh Gordon, Dante Moncrief, Marquez Valdez Scantling. So, really, what I could do is probably sit, Q T, or Crowell. Kiki, yeah, and put in Gordon. That's really what the call would be. Well,
2: like you said, like you said, the injury, the health of Crowell, could make that decision for you. I would. I. I personally, I think I would take a chance on Gordon over Q T. Uh, personally and listen here's the thing we talk about it all the time blew it you know for me look this game on Sunday night, the total is sixty. The Houston Buffalo game, the total is forty-one. You know, and I and and I I can see Houston. Houston's a ten-point favorite. I can see them trying to get the run game going. You know, DeAndre Hopkins is still the primary target there. I like Kiki QT just the same as the next man, but I would take my shot on Gordon over Kiki personally. But it may be an easy decision for you because of the Isaiah Crowell ankle issue. Uh,
1: yeah. So, what a bummer, right? 200-yard game. I benched him. I have him in two leagues. I yeah. benched him in both leagues. He rips I off had the him on a bench some game. places, too. So, I mean, what are you going to do? I, he was not that consistent. Yeah. I put him down, and he has a career year, for season, car, uh, history-making game for the New York Jets. Yeah, franchise
2: probably. history, yeah.
1: So, uh, it is what it is. You know, Sometimes you, you win some, you lose some on calls like that. And uh, I benched Listen, him. Listen,
2: so, on – Go ahead. The one team where I have uh, Isaiah Crowell, I have Ezekiel Elliott and Joe Mixon. You know, like I'm not starting him over those two guys.
1: Yeah, he's a flex <laughs> you play. You know what you, I right? mean?
2: Um, uh, well, yeah, in this league, my my two starting wideouts are D Hop and Stefan Diggs. Zeke Elliott and Joe Mixon are the running backs. So my flex plays, I you know, my other guys that I'm that I. Toy between are uh, they? I used to have Jay Ajayi, so he was flexed every now and then for me as well. There's Crowell, and then on the wide receiver side, I also own Jarvis Landry and Kenny Galladay. So, you know, whole, um, Crowell is not necessarily getting in over like Galladay or Juice Landry in PPR formats for me most weeks, anyway, to be honest.
1: Do you know who leads? And I'm gonna transition over to trivia and start going through some of these games. Do you know who leads the NFL yeah. in passing Ooh, yards trivia.
2: Right Oh, but is it um, right now? Interesting. Um, is it Matty Ice?
1: It is not. It is Jared Goff. Seventeen hundred twenty-seven okay. passing yards, second in the NFL with a one nineteen point seven QB rating. Um, uh, the other, the other, uh, yeah. So the other uh, team in this game is the Broncos. So we're we're talking about Rams, Broncos right now. Rams traveling to Denver. Weather going to be a factor there. Supposed to be as of this moment in the thirties, potentially snowing at game time in Denver. So that Los Angeles team is going to get a wake-up call when it comes to the weather. Keep in mind, just keep that in mind. I have no issues with Gurley there, but you just wonder if the passing offense is muted somewhat. Um, Royce Freeman is aiming for his third game at home with a rushing touchdown. He has a touchdown in three of his past four, and he's one of four NFL rookies with 250-plus scrimmage yards. He is sitting at 271 with the three touchdowns. Who are the other three? One is easy, obviously. You saw him last night.
2: Wait, say this again?
1: 250 scrimmage yards. There's four rookies that have north of 250 scrimmage yards, and he is one of them. Royce Freeman is the other guy we saw last night. Saquon basically did it on his own last right. night. So there's two more.
2: So there's two others? Yep. Calvin Ridley? That's right. Uh. Th- Philip Lindsay.
1: No. Good one, though. He's not there Ooh. yet.
2: Okay. Um, scrimmage yards, two, over 250.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Is wait, it wait. It's 250. Sorry, Detroit? sorry, sorry, sorry. It's 250 scrimmage yards yeah. and three touchdowns. That was the mistake I made. Lindsay is actually oh. right on the scrimmage yards, I see. but and three touchdowns. So it's okay. Freeman, Barkley, Ridley. There's one more.
2: Ridley. And three touchdowns as well. Take one more um, guess, and then I'll give it. Okay, uh, Nahim Hines. That's right.
1: Look at you. It's clean, sweet for Dave Martinez.
2: Yeah, that Yeah, buddy. You. So, uh, so, yeah. <laughs>
1: there so there we go. So that I promise
2: game. I did not look this up. I promise I did not. No, look that's it. all
1: right. Uh, I believe you. Uh, we have some integrity here on this show. So, uh, so that's, that's one of the stuff, games to right. take a look at. We got weather there. Uh, Broncos, a seven-point underdog. It's a fifty-two. Yeah, me and Scott are Total. heads
2: up on this game. Me and Scott are on the opposite side. We both picked this game. We picked opposite sides. I think you can tell based on our narratives. I think you can tell which way I went and which yeah. way he went.
1: Yeah, I would say so. Well, he just likes the home dog.
2: <laughs> no, I like the home dog, as you know, sir. Good. And a touchdown's way too much for me. Give me Denver plus seven.
1: Denver is Denver is one of the teams that's been hard for me to read. Because I didn't really like them going so into the season. So much better at home than on the road. Yeah, I didn't like them that much. That's a good point. I didn't like them too much going into the season, but there were some sharp betters that towards the end of the preseason were like, people need to take a look at Denver over seven and a half. So I started mm-hmm. thinking about it, but they were terrible last week. They won some tight games at home. That Raiders game, they really kind of should have lost that one too. It could easily be one and four right now. They and they won the Seattle game, which was a tight game too. Like they haven't been impressive in any
2: game. Yeah, but when I get seven points, I'll take a tight game. (laughs) You know, that's the thing. To to me, it's not like I think they're a good team. I just think seven for the home dog is way too much. The Rams back-to-back road games, I know it looks like Cooks and Cup are actually going to give it a go, but they're concussed, they're banged up. You've added the weather concern. And also, listen, when the Chiefs were high flying and they went into Denver, they had a muted performance. I could see the Rams, you know, putting up, 27 I could see them winning this game 27, 21, um, but I just I just think seven or seven and a half depending on your shop. I just think it's too much. Yeah and I'm learning my lesson. You're going to see my picks. I'm all home dogs, baby.
1: Yeah, so we, when we talked a couple of days ago, they we opened with eight home underdogs. It's switched since then. We only have five that are true home underdogs right now. Chargers Browns switched to a pick. the red, red uh, Washington is now favored. Uh, by a point, that's yeah. a funky game. I saw that spread. That was it one is. of the spreads that jumped out to I was like, huh, Washington's favored. Panthers playing much better than them yep. right now. The Redskins, uh, Washington, I almost said it again. You're Wa- on
2: my other pick. Washington. I'm on Carolina.
1: Yeah, so I'm not going to be on that one. We'll, we'll do them officially in the next segment, okay. but I uh, just wanted to bounce around to a few more games. Obviously, we talked Steelers-Bengals. We got a little bit there for Rams-Broncos, Rams, I think the good news for you, uh, Cup and Cooks owners, is it looks like they were ready to go through those walkthroughs yesterday. We'll, they're trying to get in a full practice today on Friday. Uh, Geronimo Allison, I just want to go around the injuries before I go back to another game. Geronimo Allison is out of sure. percussion protocol. He practiced with the, uh, worked with the rehab group in practice. He's dealing with a hamstring injury. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, Randall Cobb also worked with the rehab group uh rogers told reporters he suffered a setback in his knee rehab so he's still out there playing hurt that's the reality uh jimmy graham missed practice because of a knee injury but jimmy graham always misses practices i think that's a jimmy graham thing yeah and not to be worried about for starting him this week so go ahead you had a question
2: yeah what about people a lot of people on twitter are asking me about the packers wide receivers and as it relates to if they should ride again with marcus valdez scantling Blew it, you know, and I think the complicating thing here is that they're Monday night, you know. So will you even have the complete injury information on Cobb and Allison? It looks like you know they maybe they're trending in a positive direction, you, but you're gonna uh, have to make that call because for you it might be Valvis scanling or you know wide receiver X who plays on Sunday. So how do you play that if you don't have the full injury picture as it relates to Cobb and Allison for your decision on? I think you like
1: tear through all the screen. internet tomorrow morning, and you'll know what happened on Friday. Like, you, you'll just get some reports if Cobb doesn't practice in full today or if Allison, is, is, his his um, hamstring injury is bothering him. If neither of these guys can go today and there's some sort of a setback, then you can go with Valdez-Scantling. But if you have a full complement and full Randall Cobb and full Geronimo Allison, Valdez-Scantling just goes into the background. And I don't think he becomes a, – a, I don't think they infuse him into the offense because he had a good game while everybody else was hurt. So – uh, that's my thoughts. Not Devontae Freeman. Devonte Freeman owners, I think, need to be aware. Uh, Dan Graziano from ESPN said that he's unlikely to play this weekend. They don't expect it to be a long-term thing, but he's dealing with another injury. So Devontae Freeman may be out. Tevin Coleman owners, keep that in mind. Uh, when Dan Quinn says he doesn't believe the injury is long-term, that means it is short-term. So I think Devontae Freeman could be right. out this week. Uh, Greg Olson, limited at practice again, but all signs continue to point toward a possible Sunday return. I think you have to keep that in mind. Full days of practice ahead for him, potentially. Uh, who else? Uh, Zeke Elliott, good to go. Cole Beasley, Tavon Austin, all good to go. I'll update you more a lot of on his injury stuff. up as well. Who's that?
2: A lot of Colts banged up, T.Y. still, Oil still.
1: T.Y. Hilton did not practice again yesterday. Marlon Mack, a full participant, that just muddies the waters of the running back position. Naeem Hines, the only guy you want there. We'll be right back to do our picks. Back on FNTSY. And for those of you playing DFS this weekend, Let's find the read. For those of you playing DFS this weekend, DailyRoda.com is trying to make fantasy great again. We told you how the site that has produced seven separate FanDuel and DraftKings million dollar tournament winners and millions more and smaller prizes countless subscribers. This past Sunday for example, using the Roto Daily Roto NFL lineup optimizer, Colin Drew cashed for nearly 72k on DraftKings. He also cashed for like 175 the next night. So head on over to dailyroto.com on Monday yeah. Enter promo code FNTSY for a special discount and take part in the daily fantasy winning you're going to win so much you're going to get sick of winning and if it's sports wagering you're into click on the new sports betting tab we'll be able to use the same tools that produce all those daily fantasy winnings dailyroto.com they're making fantasy great again that's dailyroto.com the industry website where millionaires are made and thousandaires too i'm looking forward to listening to that podcast a little bit later today so yeah. uh we got a bunch of stuff to bang through here in this final segment before carton and friends with the lovely michelle serpico gabe morency and uh, Corey Parson birthday went, boy yeah his birthday yesterday happy birthday to Corey. they went to the game last night to celebrate Corey's birthday It's gonna be an interesting first sure hour did of that show so uh feel free to i hope they didn't get there.
2: rained on the whole night
1: yeah yeah it was it was dumping rain pretty hard here in new york so let's get let's get back to those injuries real quick uh you mentioned the colts are all banged up uh ty hilton didn't practice again i think you're gonna have to consider him doubtful uh heading into the weekend but who knows if he gets a, a practice in today He could be back. Jets defensive lineman Leonard Williams and running back Isaiah Crowell did not practice yesterday. Offensive tackle Taylor Lewan for the Titans was a full participant in the Titans Thursday practice, so that's good. Jags defensive back Jalen Ramsey returned to practice field on Thursday, only in a limited role. Uh, Malik Jackson, Leonard Fournette, DJ Hayden, and offensive lineman Josh Wells did not participate for the Jaguars and have all been ruled out for Sunday. So he got some issues there. The Jaguars, that could be an interesting one, uh, playing the Cowboys, who looked as bad as the Giants did last time they played. Uh, Texans quarterback, Deshaun Watson, chest and wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins' foot, each limited in practice. Kiki Kuti, Will Fuller, also limited. Running back, Lamar Miller, full tar- participant. And Jadavian Clowney, also practice after sitting out Wednesday because of an illness. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald was limited in practice. I have Fitz on a couple of teams, Dane. He is permanently on the bench until something good happens.
2: Yeah, I mean, people are asking me if we cut Larry Fitzgerald at this point. And he's one of those guys, I'm like, you can't cut, you can't trade, you have to just grin and bear it uh, because, you know, what's going to happen? You drop him and then all of a sudden week set, week 11 comes around and he's built his rapport with Rosen and he's back to being Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, just give it Remember, he gets over that hamstring injury. You can't you can't do that with a guy like Larry Fitzgerald. You just got to keep him on your bench for now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I have virtually no Cardinals. I, I just, think I, think I have Fitz. I might only have him once, but I think I, ha- I, I could have him twice. Across my team. So uh, let's see. Vikings running back Dalvin Cook. This is a big one. Went from limited participation on Wednesday to full participation on Thursday. Uh, I'm still worried about the hamstring, but if he's practicing in full and he's playing in full and they're playing the Cardinals, Dalvin Cook's out there, period. Uh, Adrian Peterson with the shoulder that he popped back into the game the other night. Tight end Vernon Davis. Wide receiver Josh Doxson. I mean, I can't believe that guy.
2: Richardson, Crowder, all of them.
1: Trent Williams, all limited in practice, uh, Crowder and Richardson did not practice at all. And and uh, Crowder has like a touchdown catch in four of his last five at home too. So Chargers, Chargers all, three offensive linemen limited in practice, as was kicker Caleb Sturgis. So if you have, I mean, for those of you playing in kicker leagues, Caleb Sturgis, you got to keep an eye on that because you may have to make a last minute change. Um, Chiefs linebacker Justin Houston and safety Eric Berry did not participate in practice. I, from what I understand, Houston is unlikely to play. So keep pushing that total up, Dane. Uh, Pat's wideout Chris See, Hogan did not participate at all. Gronk, Gordon, hmm. defensive tackle Malcolm Brown, Sony Michelle, and cornerback Eric Rowe all limited. I just think they're managing all those guys. See what happens today yeah, before they make any judgments that. on that. But Hogan not practicing at all is something. If Hogan's out. I'm playing Josh Gordon.
2: Then you're starting Josh Gordon, right?
1: Absolutely. Uh, Matt Breda with two injuries and Pierre Garcon with another two injuries did not participate in practice. <laughs> uh, three offensive linemen sat out for the Niners. This is bad. This is when the bye weeks are going to start to help teams. Richard Sherman, Jimmy All Ward, Jimmy
2: Ward. What's that? I was going to say, all the more reason why my survivor pick this week is the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, it's tough
1: to go in a different different direction. I want to go in a different direction to be different, but it's going to be tough. And Marquise Goodwin was a full participant, so for those of you that have struggled with Marquise Goodwin and probably even dropped him in certain instances, I think uh, he's at least an option for you in a game with a, eh. it's an okay total uh oakland raiders guard kalichia assembly didn't take part in practice because of knee injury so that's it that was 20 items i had to get through not all that fun but (laughs) uh so there you go i wanted to take a quick look we have 10 minutes to go so i wanted to take a quick look because dane and i communicate during the week text back and forth and you know uh, chat back and forth and uh, i always find these articles which are Fun to talk about, and the new odds came out on the Super Bowl. This is as of October 9th. Obviously, there could have been slight changes in the last couple of days, especially based on last night. I imagine the Eagles' odds uh, just, even if it only a little bit, probably got a little bit shorter because uh, they looked pretty good last night. But they are uh, just Eagles, for example, their odds opened at 10 to 1. The updated odds were 25 to 1. I wouldn't be surprised if they came back down to 20 to 1 because they looked so good last night. But Uh nonetheless, uh shortest odds right now, the LA Rams, seven and four. They opened at twenty to one. Man, if you had the Rams at twenty to one, this is according to Westgate, by the way. They run super contests and many other contests. If you had the Rams at twenty to one, that's good value right now.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's good value at the beginning of the season. They were thought of as one of the top yeah, that's contenders. That's Their I mean. season yeah. win total was up over ten. You know, so yeah, I think that's a great look. I'm over on mybookie.ag. Our partners over there, and they're at plus three hundred right now. Um, they are the first choice over at mybookie.ag as, as well.
1: Yeah. So, uh, ne- so the Chiefs uh, are second now, tied with the Pats at six to one. Mm-hmm. Interesting because the odds will change after they play this weekend. But the Chiefs were at 30 to 1, the Pats are right. at 5 to 1, so you got real value on the Chiefs uh, being a pick. And I, I have them. We made our preseason selections. I have the Chiefs as my sixth playoff team, correct?
2: You do. Yeah.
1: I also have Atlanta you winning the Super do. Bowl, you so have, I'm, just, I'm not patting myself on the back. <laughs> uh, this is
2: also true. This si- is also true. You si- have, uh, just so you know, you have Jacksonville and KC as your wild card teams. I have Jacksonville and Cincinnati because we both picked the Chargers in the West. Oh. That is not gonna happen.
1: That's just not gonna happen. The Chargers happen. might be they in the playoffs, the though. Playoffs, they could be a wild card. So, that's right. That's right. Uh, Saints at nine to one. Uh, Vikes at fourteen to one. That rounds out the top five. Uh, so the Vikes are I'd be
2: interested in the movement on the Bears. I'd be interested in the movement on the Bears, yes. Blewett.
1: Oh, uh, that is I think that's Have probably the down? biggest movement. Them and the Bengals are the biggest movement. The Bengals are hundred to one, we're hundred to one as were the Bears going into the season. They are now both at twenty five to one. So you can get. I'd be
2: interested in the Bears.
1: And the Vikings' odds got longer. The Saints' odds got significantly shorter from 16 to 1 to 9 to 1. But right now, as you're looking through that, I mean, the eight, Steelers are yep. 8 to 1. They're up to 30 to 1 right now. I don't think they're going to win the right. Super Bowl. But That's if we're talking about interesting odds, the Steelers at 30 to 1, the Packers at 30 to 1, uh, the Panthers at 30 to 1. The Titans are still at 40 to like one the
2: bears at 25 to one.
1: The Titans are still at 40 to one. And you yeah. know what? I passed my opportunity to take the Titans early in the season. If I had to make a wager right now, right. obviously it's all tied into this show. And I know they play ugly games. Gabe is Gabe Morris. He's giving me the stink eye. I know they play ugly games, but what if they win this weekend? And by the way, they're going to be one of my picks this weekend, a home dog. No, they're one of
2: mine after. too. I told you with home dogs, baby. That's right. They're one so, of mine too.
1: I I should go today and put a little piece of money on the Titans. When well, I threw fifty bucks on the Titans at forty to one,
2: yeah, that'd be nice. I and mean, they gotta win that'd it. Be very nice. Win I it. like listen for me in that range. For me, in that range, it's the Chicago Bears blew it. Um, Look, you know, the Packers' odds have changed, go from 10 to 30. The Vikings' odds have changed. They've gone gone down from 10 to 14, right? I don't know, and I think the Bears are uniquely qualified to be the kind of team that if they saw the Rams in the playoffs would have a chance to get that pressure and upset the apple cart, right? So I, I, I really believe in what I've seen from that Chicago Bears defense. They might be able to win a division. Imagine a team. Coming into Chicago in January. I think that could be a very tough task against that defense. And I think this is a team that's going to get better offensively as the season goes along. I think Trubisky maybe turns a corner at some point. I think they get better as the season goes along. I think the Bears would be interesting at 25 to 1.
1: Last two teams I mentioned, the Jaguars' odds actually got shorter 20 to 1 to 16 to 1. I'm a little surprised by that. I thought they would hold true, but the Falcons' odds yeah. have obviously fallen apart they they opened at 16 to 1 and they're now at 80 to 1. So uh their price is gone. I mean, the I, Chargers I would,
2: have come down ironically. I think that's interesting.
1: Um that's okay though. I think people the understand Chargers going that from the Chargers are going from 30 to 25 right now, but they can still rip off a bunch of wins uh given their schedule. Yeah. So, let's go to our pick. There are only
2: two losses were the Chiefs and the Rams. That's right.
1: <laughs> they lost to the two undefeated teams so. in the league. So, uh, let's do okay. our picks. I'll start off with mine since I already mentioned it. I'll take the Titans, okay. which I'll, I'll probably do every week. I'll take the Titans uh, plus 2.5. Uh, the over yep. there is 41.5, but, you know, w- the home dogs have been good right now. There's going to be some regression on that front, but uh, I'll take the Titans to bounce back against the Ravens here. The Ravens' schedule has been really tough. Um uh, And I just think that this is a little bit of a tall order for them to go on the road against the Titans. Titans play these ugly games, and I wouldn't be surprised if they win another one by three. But I will take the Titans here getting the points.
2: Yeah, I like that, Bluett. I think we're going to be simpatico potentially this week. I also am on the Titans. You know how I'm going to go with these home dogs. I agree with you. The Titans play like ugly. League close games, even their loss to Buffalo, their win against Jacksonville, that's the kind of games they play, and Joe Flacco's coming back down to earth a little bit, and I think Baltimore is a team that is much better at home than they are on the road. They go on the road to Tennessee. Tennessee needs this game to keep pace in that division. I like Tennessee to win outright, so if you're going to give me two and a half or three points, I like it even better.
1: Same, so give me your second one.
2: Sure, uh, I have alluded to these already. Um, give me the Carolina Panthers going into Washington. Okay, you talked about how banged up the Washington football team is. I just think that the Panthers' offense is more dynamic. Give me Cam Newton and Christian McCaffrey, a returning Greg Olson, and I just don't like. I don't think the Washington offense can really hold up. We saw what happened on Monday night. They have the short rest. You mentioned it in the injuries, how banged up they are. I see it right now as a pick. Um, over on mybookie.ag, I think the Carolina Panthers win on Sunday. Give me Carolina as my second pick against All right, Washington.
1: we only have about a minute and a half to go. My second pick is the Falcons. I actually do think they bounce back here against the Bucks. I'm going to take – I know I have to give up a field goal, and that, I could see that being a field goal game, but I'm going to take the Falcons there. So uh, give me your third game.
2: Yeah, real quick, my third one is I'm going to, I'm going to Denver. I give me seven. I think that's too much for another home dog. You mentioned the snow. You, I, these wide receivers coming back from concussion. I think the Denver defense is still reputable. Rams on the road second week in a row. Give me seven points for the home dog. Give me I want to take the Bills, seven. Gabe Warren, see. I want to take them.
1: They're getting ten. Texans aren't blowing anybody out. Yeah,
2: it's ten. That's I true.
1: really want to take the Bills. I should just do it. Plus ten? Yeah, I don't like that game that you picked at all because I, I, I think Carolina is a way better team, and the spread is is begging me yeah. to take them. But I don't know. Right. I wonder they, if they Washington want you, has they a,
2: want the action on Carolina.
1: I think Washington is like this could be a last stand kind of game for him and Jake for Jake Gruden and the whole squad. So. <sighs> I also think the so you Vikings. So Tennessee,
2: are, Atlanta, and who else? I
1: think the Vikings are going to destroy oh, Buffalo, the Cardinals. Maybe? I think the Cardinals had their nice emotional win. Josh Rosen coming back. Now I think they come back to earth. So I will take the What's Vikings. it going to be. Giving up a lot of points. I'll take the Vikings minus 10. Uh, so that's and it Green for, Bay us. for Football Survivor. Friday. Oh, Survivor pickets because the Packers. We both got that. So. Uh, we'll see yep, you right. folks on Tuesday. Good luck this weekend. I'll be on the air all day on Sunday with Gabe, with Corey, with Jim Day, and Scott Engel. Have a great weekend, everybody,
2: and good luck.